0: Buenos días, me llamo Pani, soy estadounidense, hablo español y ustedes escuchan The Fluent Show. Welcome to the Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hey, my name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and on this podcast, we talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. If you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know that every other week... I'd set aside a little time to answer your listener questions. And we get all kinds of questions from asking about good vocab learning techniques to describing your situation and asking for some advice. So if you ever want some advice and you want your question on The Fluent Show, you can submit your own language questions or suggestions at fluent.show/slash Show/contact. So just go to The Fluent Show website and hit that contact form. You can send them by email to me, or you can send them to me on social media using the hashtag #TheFluentShow or tagging me on Twitter #TheFluentShow. Oh, there's a thousand ways to get in touch. For the best chance to have your question answered, it may also be helpful to do a little search on our archive just to see if we haven't answered a similar question already. That archive is over a hundred episodes strong. You're listening to episode 130. Right now, so there'll be definitely something there to keep you interested and get you excited. Now, before we crack on, I've got a few announcements to make. Just thought I'll take a few minutes for you guys to tell you what is new at Fluent. And something I've been thinking about actually, and you maybe send me some feedback, tell me what you think, (laughs) is I would really love a collective name for my listeners because sometimes I say you guys, which has got this whole, is this a feminist expression or not? connotation so there's questions about that i often call you my listeners my dear listeners and that's just wonderful it makes me feel like a radio dj who's about 70 years old but you are you are more than that because you often i see your posts on facebook instagram social media and you you are so supportive to each other so we're, we're like a little language learning community and i want to honor that so even if i haven't got a cool collective team name for you all Maybe you're my fluent fluent family, my fluent fam. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to learn how to use the word fam anyway. So for now, you're my fluent fam, fluent fam. Even, you know, even if you're, you don't, you're listening right now and you're not in touch with somebody else, it's really easy to reach out to another person in the fluent show listenership community. And I like that and I like that you support each other. So congrats about that. Let's crack on to the announcements. Number one, German Uncovered, the course I have been hinting and mentioning and sort of nudging and, I don't know, dropping and popping at <laughs> is out this week. Wow, 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 wow. This is the German course I made with Ollie Richards last year and is launching with loads of bonuses in the Fluent School this week. So if you want to learn German in 2019, this is the course. It goes right from complete beginner all the way through you know you'll be like marching through you know everybody else is on the a1 textbook and you're like yeah yeah bye see ya a2 textbook bye see ya straight to the b2s and this course is story based so it's a really different interesting exciting way to learn you can find it at german2019.com that's german2019.com go check it out Second announcement, I am gearing up for this season's first crop of language learning retreats. So if you've never heard about a language learning retreat before, these are usually about week-long holidays that we organise for language learners where you can get together and practice your language. Not just practice, you can live your language. We go to, this year we're going to the Loire Valley in France, and we're going to Hamburg in Germany, so that's our next our next uh, destinations the Loire Valley and Hamburg. You can find more about that at fluentlanguage.co.uk/slash retreats. I'll put it in the show notes as well, so you don't have to write down 17 different um, URLs. But those two are really special weeks where we get together we have some lessons in the morning and not like classroom lessons but we get creative you know we're we're big on creativity here and we just learn in a way that is fun the weeks are immersive so you're actually going to be speaking your target language all the time but I have had any I've really I think by now I've had almost every level that you could possibly have you can bring your partner as well you can get in touch you can have a wonderful week and then in the afternoons we just have activities have fun and go exploring the place where we're staying and you'll really be living in France living in Germany for a week with me just being shown around it's a great experience if you're interested get in touch And the reason I'm telling you about this is because I want you to be aware that, number one, if you ever want to hear about the retreats and German Uncovered and the whatever next project, or even you want to, you know, you want to be part of little tests and beta beta test groups, you know, you want to really... In, I can't always mention everything on the podcast because, like now, there's a sort of a three-minute long announcement session. It might not be that interesting for everybody every time. So I recommend you join my newsletter. Please do. And you can find all the details of what I'm planning at fluentlanguage.co.uk. But the newsletter is where I often share ideas, share my thoughts and share any projects that I'm organizing before they go up on the website. So that is fluentlanguage.co.uk and you can join the newsletter there. And also, today's question comes with a PDF that is really related that I've I've written. It's sort of a three-pager introduction to building your language learning habit. So if you want that and you're interested... Just go to the description for this show. It'll take you to a form where you can sign up to the newsletter and then I'll send you that PDF. It's totally free. It's just sort of for you to be useful. And that way you're also going to sign up to my newsletter. You get the password to what I call the Cool Kids Club. Maybe I'll call it Fluent Fam in future. And <laughs> this is where you can access lots and lots of exciting resources that we've collected. The sort of a starter guide for really interesting languages. I was going to say odd, but. Let's not say odd. So, for example, how to learn, how to start learning Tibetan and Sanskrit. How There's a French food vocabulary list that we've got. There's the how to build your language habit. There's really cool language quizzes. We've got a teach yourself Welsh starter kit. We've got the lyrics to a German song, including vocab. So, lots of cool language supplies. I think we've got a list of the top Spanish podcasts. So, just... Everything is newsletter and that's really the one thing I want you to do because there's so many announcements. And just to summarize, if you want to learn German, go to german2019.com. If you want to come on a retreat or you're curious about the retreats, go to my website. And if you are can't even hold all this in your head, just go to the Fluent Newsletter. Now, before we crack on, I say crack on a lot today, before we continue, there is a sponsor for this episode and that is a company we need to thank. It's almost effortless for me to talk about this company because they are italki and you know that italki provides such a staple service for anyone who is teaching themselves a language so if you've never heard about italki before it is a podcast where language learners can meet their brand new one-to-one language tutor you can find tutors from all around the world you'll always find somebody whose time zone matches yours their language variety is just endless and it's very very affordable to book a language learning lesson through italki bear in mind, of course, that you are not working with an app. And I think this is a massive advantage. You are, with italki, getting access, really, to a qualified teacher, somebody who may have 20, 30 years of teaching experience, somebody who may have done the latest qualifications, whose knowledge is really on the cutting edge, who, whose passion is teaching languages. And I used to teach on italki, so I'm speaking from experience, that we really, teachers on there, many of us are passionate, passionate teachers who just love to see you have those aha moments. You've got access to all of those people for something like what, $10 an hour. And it is really important to bear in mind just how expert they are. It is, italki is the platform for you to go and just kind of have a little look around. They've got lots and lots of test sessions that you can take. So you can even try a different tutor. And you will find all of that at fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki. There's a link in the show notes for you, as always, if you happen to be a brand new Italki customer a brand new person who's just wide-eyed walking into this italki world and say oh my god this is amazing and you've never tried it before you can claim a ten dollar voucher to sort of start getting some candy from the candy shop (laughs) so all of that you can get at fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki it's all fluent language right enough of all that Let's talk about today's question. And today's question, I'm going to read it, comes from Elizabeth, who is sharing some of her background too. She is from a small town in the US. So she says, I grew up in a small-ish town in the US where foreign language instruction didn't begin until high school. And the structure consisted of the usual grammar drills and vocab memorization. College here followed a similar pattern of instruction. So even though I did well in Spanish and French and so-so in Russian, (laughs) she says, golly, that's hard, I can barely speak a word of any of these languages. I'm attempting to learn Japanese, but I'm finding it difficult because I don't want to go down the familiar road of grammar drills and vocabulary. So I'm trying out different methods in order to establish a routine that works best for me. This method of trying things on to see which one fit sounded like a great idea in theory. But honestly, it is starting to frustrate me because I feel like I'm going in circles without making any real progress in the language. I absolutely love Japan and so I'm trying hard to stay motivated and keep going. But the lack of progress is starting to zap my enthusiasm. Is this type of wheel spinning typical when you're a first time self-directed language learner? OMG, Elizabeth, I love this question. I am applauding because, you know, in my notes, I've typed about 16 million exclamation points and I guess they are the hand claps now. You are so, so awesome. I'm so, I'm so here for you. I'm so here for this question. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for asking it. I think the courage that you have had in taking those first baby steps into independent learning and choosing what is right for you is remarkable. That is super strong. That is amazing. And you have taken such a wonderful step into independence and that is first of all I just really want to commend that as so you say you're trying out different methods just working it out and that is a really really important way of establishing your sustainable language practice your sustainable way of becoming a language learner who really is a language learner for life because to be honest for life what you did with french or what you did with spanish just isn't really ever going to fit the bill, is it? Like you're not going to go to France and go, hello, here are my grammar drills or like let's let's do some grammar together or something to to somebody in France. It's just not going to happen. People want to chat, you want to chat, everybody wants to communicate and that's what we're here for. So you have already established what doesn't work for you. That's amazing. And you're starting to look around. Now, I can tell that you're also in the danger zone a little bit. And I want to encourage you to not give up. In this episode, I'll take the opportunity to talk you through the key steps as I teach them, as I see them, of establishing your consistent language learning routine. And the thing I would say to you is that what you're experiencing right now, what feels like wheel spinning, because... The progress is, as soon as you go away from grammar drills and you've got like page 15, um, past simple, page 17, past perfect, past page 19, something else. As soon as you go away from that and you're kind of stepping into this world of different goals, it gets harder to see your progress. But what you're doing right now is actually doing a lot of the internal work that is that will make you I guess a polyglot will <laughs> make you a language learner and a language speaker for life. So, I will talk you through essentially what what I teach in the language habit toolkit. So, listeners, fluent fam members, just to make you aware, there is everything I'm I'm covering from here on out. Really, is um, a little bit of it you will find in the free PDF, which is the build your own language habit guide. And if you really want an in depth package to help you create a great language learning routine with worksheets, with really prompts and instructions that help you get your head around all these questions. You can go to the fluentlanguage.co.uk website, where I keep sending you today, and look out for the Language Habit Toolkit. Again, link in the show notes. So, Elizabeth, the idea of this language habit... Why I called it the language habit, why habit was so important to me is because of what a good habit signifies. That's why it matters. Habits are really what you aim to, what you're aiming for right now. Habits are great because they don't ask questions. They just happen automatically. And I keep thinking smoking, for example, classic things. Just You just know you got to do it. Yes, there is a physical addiction happening. But, for example, with picking up your phone, that is another thing that you just do. Like, how many times a day do you open Instagram? It's little and often. You dip in, you dip out, and you don't continuously worry about something like progress, something like your result, something about your your final destination. And that's important when it comes to learning a language. So if I've got, for example, a, a snacking habit... I won't get fat tomorrow, right? But I will sure put on a few kilos over a few months and then a few more. And if if I maintain that habit and do little and often, I don't even really need to think about it, but I'll just get fat all by myself. And if I've got, which is not a bad thing, I'm very body positive, but it may not even be the intention. You know, it's just a thing that happens to you sometimes. And the same with a language habit, You will not get fluent tomorrow. But you'll sure improve and grow your vocabulary over a few months. And that really happens through just dipping in and out. So I guess I'm about to describe a method, but what I want to say to you is that this method should is is, is all about sustainability and it's all about just giving you a framework to establish what works for you. So here goes the language habit toolkit method taking into account that you've already taken the most exciting step which is to start self-teaching step one assess your resources and really i want to start you here because you're already kind of moving forward so this is this is really about are your resources right do they feel right If you are looking at some self-teaching materials, there are some that essentially are just vocab and grammar drills with a few dialogues thrown in. That might be what you're looking for. It may not be. What you want to look for is a selection of a few resources. And I call them, I call one of them the guiding resource. A guiding resource is basically anything that you can follow along where you know what comes next, where there's a sort of curriculum guiding you through and you do get that sense of progress from there. That's why those matter. You get a sense of progress, you get a sense of achievement and they stop you from spinning your wheels because they do move on from topic to topic to topic. But if you only have those is curtains. So you also need the second part, which is input resources. And when I say input resources, what I mean is anything that makes the language come to life for you. It could be music, like the Japanese, you know, you might be into J-pop or J-rock, or maybe there's a J-rap, I don't know. You might be into a Japanese TV show. I hear Terrace House is very good. You might be into manga. You might be into sushi making and Japanese cookery. It doesn't really matter. What what you're looking for is just things that are interesting and look appealing to you and give you that language, but they're also really cool and you really want them around you. What you're looking for is natural language input. Ideally... Not all at a level that you can't understand. So, at least I would say half of it, if not more, has to be at your level. So, it doesn't have to be much. It can just be a road sign at the start. It could just be the cover of a cookbook that says one character on it or one word. It doesn't really matter what it is because the input resources, they're much more fluid and flexible. Like a guiding resource, you kind of stick with. That's your your anchor, and then your input resources are, I don't know, your your fish floating around. And then finally, what I like with my resources is a few reference materials. Things like, I know where to look up my vocab. I found a good dictionary online or, or in real life. I know where to look if I want to look up a grammar rule. Maybe a reference resource could even be your tutor. So those three are absolute core. And then you may also want something that... Helps you organize everything. So, you may want your journal, you may want something like the language habit toolkit just to keep you like a planner to keep you organized and again anchored. We don't want more than two guiding resources because that will lead to repeating the same lessons many, many times over. By the way, apps like Duolingo, where you've got a skill tree and there's a sort of a curriculum. They are guiding resources in my book. They're not input. They're not, they're nowhere near interesting enough, but they do provide you with that curriculum. So I would, I I think you could build a language learning resource around an app, as long as it's not the only thing you use. If you're interested, the Language Habit Toolkit, which I'm plugging heavily because it's such a good fit for, for this episode and this question, the Language Habit Toolkit has a worksheet for this where you can actually work through and analyze all of your resources. that's step one, assess your resources. Step two, it's a really quick one, aim for not higher levels of skill at this point, because you're in a space where you are feeling out what works for you. You're trying, you know, you're sort of reinventing how you learn languages. And this is a really... A really important time for you. So I would say don't aim for higher levels of skill necessarily because they'll come. Just trust that they will come. It will work. But aim for higher levels of comfort. What makes you feel more comfortable with Japanese around you? What makes you feel like, oh yeah, i got this. You know, what makes you feel good? And then just like really follow that gut feeling because you're in this space where you're assessing things. And when you find higher levels of comfort, either with a resource or simply you realize, oh, this works. You know, I'm feeling ever so slightly more comfortable. Then do more of that and push a little bit further. So you always want... To go from a little bit of discomfort, can I do this, to your next highest level of comfort. That may take time, that's not a tomorrow thing, but it does really, it, it progresses. Language learning is not linear, but it's kind of, it is a little bit more, it's cumulative. Things add up and so comfort levels do add up. Okay, number three, start with the right Goals. So this kind of goes with what, we, what I said earlier. And there are two types of goals that you need for language learning. The first one is what I call a vision goal. That is your big heart's desire, your real reason for doing this. This is why you're here. It's easy enough to kind of come up with a headline here. So oh, I want to make friends. I want to chat to more friends. But when to, in order to really connect with that goal, my advice is spend a few minutes journaling on it, writing it down, or believe it or not, the Language Habit Toolkit has a worksheet for this, but, you know, prompting you with a few questions, but what you want to do, you could do a mood board even, it should be a vivid image, a feeling, a thought of not just I'm going to be chatting to friends, but really ask yourself, who am I going to be? You know, like how awesome am I going to be when I'm there? And if it makes you feel great, then it's working. So that's your vision goal. That being established, number two, your path goals. And path goals are, they matter, they matter so, so much. They are where you really are in the stage. You just pass the early beginnings. You don't feel daily daily improvements anymore. You're not like, ah, yesterday I couldn't, I couldn't remember the word for sit. And now I know the word for sit. This is sort of getting a bit more complex. Things just... Really, And that this is where you start to feel your real spinning. So this is where path goals really matter, because this is where you start like progress is slowing down. People often call this the intermediate plateau, but I think it could be the seven day plateau, honestly. <laughs> so invisible progress, when, when it feels like that, that's, why, that's when you need the path goal. By the way, I've had a little dig around the Fluent Archive because your letter also reminded me of a blog post and really old one. I think maybe the fifth I ever published and this is years ago and I got it from the Language Dojo, which is long gone, but the article lives on in fluentlanguage.co.uk. So you'll find that article and that was about invisible progress. And I remember how much it resonated with my students at the time. So... If you feel like your progress is invisible, and the trust isn't enough, here's what a path goal will do to, to, will do for you. It, path goals serve you a lot because they are smart, like in a business meeting, you know they are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and time bound. These goals have to be based in the here and now, so you 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 start from, well, I learned this last week. What do I want to do next? And the, the, the time bound is really important because you don't want to get too lofty here. All of that, I want to have 17 conversations with my friends. Not, no, no, you just, what do you want to do in the next two weeks? What do you want to do in the next month? What's next? That to me is what a path goal is. And this is why you need the two types of goals. There's a vision because otherwise you, you lose your why. And you said, I absolutely love Japan. You you got your vision. So what you need is the the path. By the way, the four, this is like extra tip, the four core skills of language learning that, that I really speak a lot about are listening, speaking, reading and writing. If you structure your path goals around improving in each one, like what's next in my reading, what's next for me in speaking, you are almost guaranteed to succeed. Heard it here first. So step number four, (laughs) track what you do. So you've set your goals, you've got your resources. It doesn't matter how you track. The next thing you have to do, though, is is just document what you do. And instead of documenting maybe like what you think is your skill, just document your activity. It's important that you do track because you want to know that you are truly making progress. And if your goal is the habit rather than the, the skill is progress is coming closer to the language being an absolutely irremovable part of your life. It's not always about knowing one more word of vocab or, you know, oh, I didn't make the same mistake again today. But it's about that tiny little degree of comfort. Every day, comfort goes up, dials up, dials up until you're just totally chilled in your language. So... You can also check in 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 as much detail as you wish. But tracking, to me, it's very important. My most basic way to track is what I call the daily contact. It's like, have I had contact with the language today? It could be I opened the BBC Welsh news website. It could be I spent 15 minutes watching a show. It could be I spoke to somebody in Welsh. Doesn't matter. It's just have I made contact. And that keeps me feeling really accomplished, actually, even when the days get busy. You can use the, um, there's a few pre-designed tracking sheets, depending on how much detail you want. They're in the Language Habit Toolkit. Oh, yes, they are. Or you could just download uh, an habit, uh, a habit tracking app. Streaks is great. Streaks is really great. Finally, final step in establishing your language learning routine is review. The review matters. This is where we find out what's real and what's not. And that means whether you are actually spinning your wheels. You can only really assess this if you have been tracking and then you stop and you kind of look back and you check in with yourself. And because it's crazy how much we forget. It's just crazy. Remember how I was reading Thinking Fast and Slow mentioned it in a past episode. Even Nobel Prize winning author Daniel Kahneman, who's written Thinking Fast and Slow, talks about our two selves the remembering self and the experiencing self and how in psychology what we experience and what we actually remember about that doesn't line up memory be, memory is really fallible and you'll often struggle to recall what you truly did during a month and that's why it's so important to track so the trick now with the review is to review what you've tracked again it's a bit of a song. In the in the toolkit, you'll find a review sheet. But if you want to do your own review, here are some of the questions. Here are some of the questions you find there that I find have been really helpful when I do coaching sessions with students and when I just, you know, guide people through their language learning habit process. Question number one, what went well? What didn't go well? Question number two, were there any surprises? What tripped you up? What helped you along the way? Question number three. What do you want to do next? Question number four. Where am I in relation to my goals? So whatever I said a month ago that I thought would be a good idea to do, do I even feel those goals are still relevant? And this way you come out of a feeling of spinning your wheels and you start being in a space where you have absolutely taken control of what you are learning. So in conclusion, I'm just going to give you those five steps again. Number one, assess your resources. Two, aim for higher levels of comfort Three, start with the right goals. You want a vision and a path goal. Four, track what you do. And five, review. Especially the goals track review process. That is how you build a great language learning habit. Now, to expand on this, do download the free PDF. If you're not on the newsletter already, or if you are, just go to the members area. You've got the password and just have a look at it. It's called Build Your Language Learning Habit. Stick to your routine. Set yourself small goals and just set new goals when you achieve them. And number, I don't know, number a thousand. This is the most important message I have for you. Elizabeth, trust in yourself. You are totally, this is totally normal. You are doing amazing i just i'm just so so excited about what you wrote and what you wrote about discovering your own language learning method just taking control so don't let that go you are doing amazing i'm so proud of you (laughs) this is just I'm, i'm applauding again This is really wonderful. And listeners, fluent fam, if you are in a place where Elizabeth is or if you have also taken control of your language learning in this way, you will know how rewarding it is and how much further it can get you. And if you're sort of hesitant and you're still thinking, oh, but what do I do without a grammar drill or, you know, could can I can I really do this without studying? Um, Then trust in yourself and think about that comfort level and how you can improve it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, which took you through the process of developing your own language learning habit. And it's just such a such an important one. Elizabeth, thank you so much for asking this question that allowed me to expand on the language learning habit. And that's it for today. You, Everybody's got things they want to be getting on with Thank you all so, so much. I hope you sign up to the newsletter. Everything you need, to everything I've mentioned today is in the show notes and it's also at fluentlanguage.co.uk. That's it from me. Send me a message. Don't forget to rate and review The Fluent Show. If you enjoyed this episode, throw some stars our way, ideally five. And it's goodbye from me.